0: Wendy H. Jones. This is episode 73. Isn't time going fast? We're going to have another short intro because I'm still trying to, uh, look after my voice, which is, uh, playing up a little at the moment, shall we say. So I've been told to, uh, preserve it when I'm doing things like recording. Um, so what's been happening in my life? Well, it's been a lovely sunny week and um, we've been able to sit outside and do a bit of writing, which is nice. Um, we're getting to go a little bit further. And this week, I'm recording this in advance because this week, um, I am going to be in Edinburgh. So as you listen to this, I will be in Edinburgh doing research for my book about Thomas Graham. And I'm sure you'll hear all about that um, next week. So, or the week after, should I say. Um, I am, um, I've been having a good week really. I've been writing up a storm and that is fantastic. So today we are going to be, uh, we're going to be talking to Ruth Lee and we're going to be talking about writing. Um, authentic relationships in your fiction. So a great topic to discuss. Before I introduce Ruth, um, I would like to say it's an absolute pleasure to bring you this show. I do so willingly every week and I love doing it. I consider it an honour. However, it does take time out of my writing time. If you would like to support this time, you can do so by going to patreon.com forward slash Wendy H. Jones. And you can do so for just $3 a month, which is the price of a tea or coffee uh, per month. And I would be eternally grateful. And it would let me know that you are enjoying what I'm doing and that you want me to continue. So thank you in advance if you do that. So, what of Ruth? Well, Ruth is a novelist and freelance writer. She is married with children, one husband, two budgies, two quail, eight chickens and a kitten. Her first novel, The Diary of Isabella M. Smooge, came out in February this year and she is writing the sequel, The Trials of Isabella M. Smooch. She writes for a number of small businesses and charities and blogs at ruthleewrights.co.uk. She has abnormally narrow sinuses and a morbid fear of raw tomatoes, but has decided not to let this get in the way of a meaningful life. You can find her on Instagram and Twitter at Wrights, And as you can tell from her bio, she is also extremely funny and she is an extremely knowledgeable author and I've had her on before to talk about freelance writing and I'm delighted to have her on today to talk about writing about relationships in your writing so without further ado let's get on with the show and hear from Ruth. And welcome Ruth it's an absolute pleasure to have you join me today.
1: Oh it's so nice to see you Wendy thank you very much for having me on again.
0: Oh, you're welcome. You're always welcome. Your last show when you did one, it was off the Stratosphere. Everybody loved it. So, hey, I knew I wanted to have you on. And I knew I wanted to have you on because your book um, perfectly fits what we're going to be talking about today. So um, we're going to be talking about relationships, yeah? And I think they're key when it comes to developing characters. Why do you think relationships are so important? Well, I think
1: they underpin everything in life. Um, You can write about so many dynamics, put in pressures. You can hint at stuff, allude to things through a relationship. And I mean, I think really having written Isabella, I'd say they're the building blocks of a novel. I would actually go as far as to say that.
0: Mm. I would tend to agree. And I like the way you say, you know, you can hint at things because that is so true. Just to throw Mm. away a mark can bring so much into the... um, into the manuscript, into the story. And it can be said in a different way, depending on who they're talking to. It's what they say, isn't it? Show,
1: don't tell. And I really realised that when I was writing Isabella. And in fact, I hadn't actually realised it until you just said that, quite how much I did it. It was the throwaway lines that said the most. You know, you can write a page of text that is like, oh, but if you just write one little throwaway line from a particular character, all the readers prick up their ears and think, oh... What's really going on with that relationship? Yeah,
0: and yeah, you can also get the nuances of what they think of different people, you know, what of the different relationships by the way they talk. So no, you're right, relationships are key. So when thinking of relationships, our minds often spring to the romantic type, but there are so many other types of relationships. What are they?
1: Oh, there's so many, aren't there? Um, Well, friendships, obviously, and all the different kinds of friendships. Parental relationships, the child to the parent, the extended family, work colleagues, school friends, um, all the mums and parents you meet at toddlers and school, business relationships, church relationships. I mean, there are so many, aren't there? Those are the ones off the top of my head.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're just, to be honest, every, I would take it as far as saying that every single encounter you have is a relationship, even though mm. it's a close relationship. So even if you're just chatting to the people in the supermarket, you know, for example, mm. I know I would say I know some of the people that work at the checkout, but I don't really yeah. know them. I just happen to have been through the checkout twenty five times. So, you that's know. a very good point, actually. Yeah. So the the relationships, all encounters can be classed as relationships, but we don't count them as that. We literally think of the romantic type.
1: <laughs> mm. Yeah, that's right. Which is only a very small part of life, really.
0: It is, yeah. I mean, to be honest, I'm I'm not in any romantic relationship, but I would consider myself to have a lot of relationships.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh gosh, yeah. yeah. You're one of the most relatable people I know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right now, tell us about your book, The Diary of Isabella M. Smooge, and tell us what the different types of relationships are that are contained within it.
1: Right, that's a big question, isn't it? <laughs> well. Wow it's about a snobbish lifestyle influencer who when we first meet her is absolutely at the top of the tree Uh, she's rich she's pretty successful happily married with three children and crucially she's got people to do everything for her so she can get on with being a star so we've got her grumpy polish cleaner brigitte we've got sophia the loyal latvian au pair we've got ted the gardener got mimi her agent so lots of people around isabella And, of course, those in themselves are relationships, and we find out lots about how she looks upon them. Yeah, Um, I kicked it off um, as she and her family leave London for the country, giving me the chance to do the whole fish-out-of-water trope. Mm -hmm. Um, And thinking about it, when I was looking at these questions, I realised that on page one, Isabella's most significant relationship is with her followers on Instagram and all her socials, um, closely followed by those with her husband and au pair. (laughs) It's only as time goes on that that starts to change. Um, She makes real friends in the playground. And that means that she has to start navigating really tricky um, and unfamiliar territory. And that starts to help her to grow, which she certainly needs to do. Um, And I wanted to make it interesting and like real life where we all have difficult um, relationships that we, we think, oh, you know, this is a real pain in the bottom. So we've got her relationship to her sister, which is very difficult, and her mother, very difficult. Uh, we've got her agent good although her agent is not a good person and then balance that out a bit we've got her mother-in-law with whom she has an excellent relationship Um, and I put in the extended family as well again lots of little throwaway remarks and lots of different dynamics hinted at which I'm going to explore more fully in the second book.
0: Yeah I mean you've got the relationship spot on and it It is interesting. This is why I wanted to interview you, because it is interesting seeing how um, Isabella or Izzy um, develops the relationships, Mm. because she doesn't have a clue to start with. You're right. I mean, she's only had, I would say, I might have picked this up wrong, but she's only had superficial relationships up until Mm. this point, you know, and she finds she has to develop some real relationships somewhere along the line to navigate this new territory am I right in thinking that yeah that's a good point I mean again it's it's so interesting
1: being interviewed because it makes you as a writer realize stuff about what you've written I think the problem that Isabella has is arrested development you know she started out as we all do with a blank slate born into a you know a rich family but a family based on a very unhappy marriage which is not good however she has unconditional love from her nanny good Um, she looks after her sister she's very responsible for her good but I think it all goes wrong the development starts to arrest around age 12 when Mm. catastrophic things happen I won't say what they are but in case but you know catastrophes happen in her young life Mm. yeah she carries on but then when the next catastrophe happens with her sister I think that's when she loses her last real relationship and I think partly, well, mostly probably the reason that she has chosen the profession she has is that she gets <clears throat> affirmation and what she sees as love from people liking and following, which, of course, is something we see in real life.
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, people are obsessed with likes and follows, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. and um, we we think that their relationships, they're not relationships. They're not relationships. No. people on social media, but they're not relationships, you know. No, it's shouting into a void often.
1: Yeah. <laughs> i mean that said i mean i would say that i have made some excellent friendships with people online in writing groups Absolutely. you know for example the group we're on wordy chat Quite a lot of those people i've never met them in my life but i feel that there's a relationship but that's because we invest in it we meet yes. regularly we have yes. shared interests we support each other that's a relationship
0: yeah you're right you can build up relationships in online but you i think you need to build them up in a different way we're all learn, navigating to, learning oh, yeah. to navigate a new a new system especially in the last year yeah <laughs> you know absolutely. where everything's been online but i think your book i love the way you tease out the different relationships and how they're um important but you don't get it all at once it's teased out so you can mm. see through the book how she is growing and how these relationships are growing and in what way. So I think you did it beautifully. So oh, that, thanks, was, Wendy. that was why I wanted to interview you because this is, a, seriously, if anybody wants to know how to write relationships, they need to read, I'm saying this for the listeners, they need to read the diary of Isabella M Smooge. That is the title, isn't it? I'm not giving it the oh, wrong yeah. title. No, that's the title, yeah. Gosh, thanks, that's a ringing endorsement. Thank you very much. There you are. I need to send that to you in writing so you can- You do, yes, that. absolutely. I'll put it on back yeah. or something. <laughs> as a something somewhere on social media. <laughs>
1: yeah, absolutely. So I get more likes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. You'll be like, you'll have as many likes as Isabella, but oh, you know where you are. What a thrill. What an a thrill. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm curious, what key points did you consider for each type of relationship?
1: Mm, that's a good question. Well, I think probably the one that I first really thought about because as i started to write her and found her voice which i found very quickly she she sounded you know everything sounded so perfect i thought there's got to be a snake in the garden and i decided it would be her mother <clears throat> so that's where i started off from and i knew it was going to be fraught but i had to ask myself well why is it why is that <coughs> excuse me you know how would a child from a broken home who doesn't really know if she's loved or not not really find validation later on life so i thought okay there's got to be a reason why her mother struggles with parenting. And we do find out partly a little bit why towards the end of the book. So I really worked hard on the very, um, I think, fractured relationship. You know, Isabella wants to please her mother and she wants to be loved and feel that she's done a good job. But she never really knows where she is. And I wrote the mother as, you know, quite villainous. And that was loads of fun because I'm so used to writing really lovely, generous, kindly content. It was nice to invent someone who's just really horrible. But, of course, she couldn't just be a horrible person. There's a reason for that. Yeah. So then on the other side, you know, to balance that out, a mother substitute, her nanny, who gave her unconditional love and boundaries but then snatched away. And I think the pain and the uncertainty of that whole mother relationship um, really informs a lot of Isabella's character and personality. And the other really big one um, was her behaviour as a mother um, that's, that's something, it's interesting. That's something that people really picked up on. My first readers, um, all spoke at length about the way she parents, um, you know, she certainly loves her children, but at first she uses them as props, um, while her au pair does all the hard work, you know, all the grunt work. And then that led me on to another very important relationship, which I think was in many ways at the heart of the first book, two women in close proximity, working and living together in an employer-employee relationship but also with real affection and trust and loyalty from both sides mm. um although Isabella with her throwaway remarks um shows unfortunately <clears throat> shows the region you should be starting to feel quite uneasy by about chapter three, but perhaps always not quite as she thinks it is yeah. so those were the main ones I worked on
0: no, I think you did it extremely well. And it does show that, you know, relationships can change. They can, mm-hmm. um, and they're key points for every relationship. And, and writing the questions for this, it made me think, you know, in my own books, am I looking at the relationships closely? Am I working them out? Or am I just putting them together and they happen? You mm. know, so I think it's worth thinking about how the relationships are happening. Mm, absolutely. Yeah, but also give room for them to happen and surprise you
1: yeah 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 you'll have surprises yeah Uh so
0: well I think we've touched on this but Isabella views relationships differently as the book progresses can you tell Mm. us a bit about this yeah yeah that's that's again that's
1: a really interesting question um certainly at the beginning it's all about how everything looks and what she can get from a person at the beginning and that makes her you know a fairly unlikable character Um, And what I found really interesting when it first went out was that quite a few readers and especially the male readers, in fact, nearly exclusively the male readers, took a real dislike to her in the first couple of chapters, which is exactly what I wanted to happen. They said, oh, I'm really sorry, Ruth. I just can't stand her, which made me very happy. Um, The first change, I think, really comes with relationships when Claire, Vicar's wife, in the first chapter, extends the hand of friendship. At first, Isabella is quite dismissive and just talks about how she looks. You know, overweight. Could really do with a chemical peel. Do something about her hair. <laughs> oh my goodness, her house is so shabby. What do Vickers is yeah. well, obviously not enough to make for a nice maker and a good coffee machine. Very superficial. Very sort of not very nice. Yeah. But quite quickly, she starts to see past the outward appearances because Claire is so generous with her, with her friendship. <coughs> Excuse me, and um, <coughs> her friendship with Lauren another school mum and one of the playground kingpins, is also really significant for her because, again, it's the word I do come back to, she starts to experience the generosity of true friendship when someone is prepared to commit and to invest time in you and really listen to you. No one really listens to her. You know, she talks an awful lot, but it's all very superficial, quick bursts. Now, who really sits down and listens to what Isabella M. Smooge, the woman, has to say so, the two of them become her champions in the playground, and they, I suppose, they really help to negotiate a new way of life for her because she's the outsider at the beginning with different rules, and she doesn't know what those rules are. So, by the end of the book, I think she truly loves those friends, and she mostly, she hasn't changed that much, puts them before herself. And of course, that changes her as a person through those relationships.
0: Yeah. Uh, you're right absolutely you know things do change the relationships and she sees them different so you've you've touched on this at the very end of what you just said but how did her character develop as a result of these changing friendship these changing relationships
1: oh massively i mean just massively if i'd written a book about an influencer bragging on instagram for twelve chapters no one would have read it you know that would be really boring yeah. um, he had to develop and change he had to become a bit better um and a lot of that was through you know really difficult and painful experiences um as in life you know unfortunately it's the painful stuff that makes us change I think rather than life being all easy which it rarely is um so what I did I laid a trail of breadcrumbs to give readers hints of what was really going on in the background mm. and I wasn't that subtle it was pretty obvious I think to most readers what was going on in the background mm. but was that poor Isabella didn't know what was going on and the denouement was terribly painful for her um And I actually felt, even though obviously I made her up, I felt so sorry for her in the scene where she finally realises what's going on. It's a very painful scene. However, in a way, that was the turning point for her because she became a stronger person, drew closer to her children. Um, I think in a funny sort of way, her self-esteem almost went up, the right kind of self-esteem, you know. Yes. And her healed relationship with her sister, which was key, Showed us what she was like as a child. You know, when she first started out in life, she was loyal and brave and 100% her sister's protector. It's what happened in between that changed her into the shallow person we see at the beginning. Um, and I think the other thing that changes her slowly is <laughs> the repeated clashes with her old enemy from school, who's the gossip columnist, Lavinia Harcourt. Um, and there you see the difference between the online and the real, because Lavinia knew her at school loathes her absolutely loathes her again for a very funny reason which I won't go into in case you haven't read the first book you need to read that scene that's a a good one Um, (laughs) and (laughs) Lavinia uses all of Isabella's success to bring her down or try to she weaponizes everything Isabella writes and writes these awful pieces you know in this terrible trashy down market rag and poor Isabella has no comeback so what does she do it's the old story isn't it you can't change the other person the only thing you can change is your reaction to them and yourself. And that, I think, is what starts to happen for her.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, now, it was a brilliant book, The Diary of Isabella M. Smooge. And I know you're currently writing a follow up. Are you able to tell us anything about this, or is your publisher going to be up oh, both of us if you do? No, I, I'm sure the
1: publisher is jumping up and down and saying, Ruth, talk about it, please. <laughs> tell you everything you need to know. Um, it's called The Trials of Isabella M. Smooge. Um, it's out for pre-orders on the first of October, and it'll be in the shops on the twenty-second of October. And it takes up the story just after we left Isabella in her kitchen, um, praying for a good outcome for a terrible situation. So we we ended on a massive cliffhanger, which made lots of my readers very very cross in a nice way. Um, so <laughs> we'll find out what happened there, um, and it shows us where she goes next. Um, so what I mainly her brother and sister-in-law Toby and Davina um, that I really flesh them out because they've had a baby um, mm. we do find out quite a lot more about mummy um, and Isabella explores faith a bit more so I'm taking <clears throat> that's, that's, she's still the same person you know she hasn't changed in some amazing sweet-natured fantastic perfect woman she still has her moments but she's had to really dig deep um, and look into herself and realize that she can't do it all by herself and she has to change um so there's quite a lot about that she still has her moments um however <laughs> however I send over a chapter as I write it to my first readers and they've all reported they've been shouting at the screen as she remains blind to her husband's true nature so there's quite a lot of that going on
0: all right oh yes we won't go into that you need to read no. the book <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, and who's your publisher my publisher is Instant Apostle, who are
1: absolutely wonderful. I love them devotedly. And my agent is Tony Collins also. I love him devotedly. They are fantastic people, so supportive.
0: Well, hello to Instant Apostle and to Tony Collins. We've had Tony on the show, actually. Yeah, That's brilliant. Amazing. Yes. What that man doesn't know about publishing is not worth knowing. Absolutely. He's phenomenal. Phenomenal uh, mm, he is. person with a vast wealth of knowledge. Right. I have said to to him, him, Tony, you're not my agent, obviously, in the book, because Mimi, the
1: agent in the book, is awful, brilliant uh, job, a really horrible person. So I had (laughs) to assure Tony that was in no way based on
0: him. (laughs) No, absolutely not. (laughs) So my final question, because all podcasts have to come to an end, where can Mm. my listeners find out more about you and your books? okay they can follow me at ruth lee Wrights. So that's
1: ruth and then l e i g h writes on facebook instagram and twitter and they can visit my website ruthleewrights.co.uk. and i blog twice monthly at big words and made up stories uh, listeners can subscribe via the website i also blog for more than writers with the association of christian writers and i blog for
0: authors electric so any of those places they can find out more about me and read my works and it's absolutely worth finding out more about Ruth and her writing. Let me tell you, she's a lovely lady and she's mm-hmm. also an extremely talented writer. So do thank check her out. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Ruth. For, I was about to call you Lee then. Thank you very much, Ruth, for <laughs> joining me today. all right, Jones. It was a pleasure. <laughs> joining me in my senility today. <laughs> it was a pleasure having you on the show. And Lovely being on. Thank so you as well. <laughs>
1: Thank you. Okay. Bye. Thank you.
0: Bye. That brings us to the end of another show. It was really good to have you on the show with me today. I'm Wendy H. Jones, and you can find me at wendahjones.com. You can also find me on Patreon, where you can support me for th- uh, as little as $3 a month, which is less than the price of a tea or coffee you go to patreon.com forward slash H. Jones. I'm also Wendy H. Jones on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and Pinterest. Thank you for joining me today and I hope you found it both useful and interesting. Join me next week when I will have another cracking guest for you. Until then, have a good week and keep writing, keep reading and keep learning.